I, I picture this fork in the road for everything in life and you either there's choices victor or victim abundance or scarcity life happens to me or because of me and i think once you start looking at it through that frame that's where life changes so i would say mindset is having an awareness of how you frame things and the stories you tell yourself well that was special guest scott jagosinski talking about the connection between the stories we tell ourselves and the results we see in our lives Hey everybody, Jared Sebesta here, co-host of Retire Repurposed. Well, on behalf of Ben Tages and myself, we thank you so much for joining us here today. Well, I'm going to start this podcast off with a question for you. Has someone ever said something to you, maybe about you, and you've actually believed it? It's a statement that has stuck with you throughout your life, possibly for many, many years, perhaps dating all the way back to when you were a child. Well, chances are you have, but here's the problem. What if that statement that was said about you wasn't true and wasn't rooted in truth? Well, that lie or that falsity has become now a filter or a lens by which you view yourself, your life, God, your spouse, really just about anything and everything by it. It becomes a mindset. Well, truth be told, and this is something that we don't share a lot on the show, but the underlying goal of this podcast and this entire platform, Retire Repurposed, is to change the narrative on retirement because there's a story that's being portrayed by society on what your life needs to look like post-working years. And we want to shift the entire mindset on what retirees think about themselves and or their retirement because that will in turn make them live differently. You see, the battle is fought in the mind. So on today's show, again, we have a special guest by the name of Scott Jagosinski. He helps men over 50 years old implement strategies that they need to implement to be their healthiest, strongest selves. Scott also understands this critical and crucial connection between our physical health and our mindset, the way we think. In this podcast, Scott will discuss ways retirees learn these limiting beliefs about themselves as well as ways to move past these old stories that are still running in our heads. Enjoy this episode. All right, so excited. I've got Scott Jagosinski on the line here today. Scott, thank you so much for joining me on the podcast here today. Jared, uh, it's an honor and a privilege. I'm glad to be here. Thanks for having me. It's it's fun to reconnect with you. You know, we we crossed paths back in my TV days, and a lot of people on this show know that I I, I used to be a TV weatherman, but we crossed paths back in back in Minnesota. And so we go way back. So it, it's it's fun because it, the, the, when I met you, you were doing something totally different and from what you're doing now, which we'll get into. But uh, to talk about, I, I think uh, we, we kind of crossed paths on a, on a different uh, business venture you had going on back in the day. Yeah. So I'm co-founder of a company called Alchemy 365. And that's a boutique fitness business that when you think about companies like F45 or Orange Theory, we compete in that space. And I remember you were in some competition and it was whittling down. And I don't know, it was like the world's most interesting man kind of competition. And you were that <laughs> funny weather guy. And uh, I remember like banging the vote for you daily on that thing. So that was like probably 2015, 2016 timeframe. So uh, uh, yeah, no, it's, it was a good, that's a good flashback. I don't think I won, which would make a lot of sense for why I didn't win the, uh, win the competition <laughs> for the most interesting person. But it, I, I, I will say people still kind of give me a second look when I tell them that I was a TV weatherman, they want to hear stories. So maybe it, 
you know, there was a book I never wrote, but that's, a, that's for another story for a different day. But now, now you're doing something really interesting. This is what I want to talk about on today's show. We'll get more into it, but uh, talk about kind of your new venture nowadays. Yeah. So I founded a company called Argent Alpha and Argent Alpha is a community and a program designed to make men over 50 harder to kill. That, that's an, that's an interesting slogan. T- tell me more about that. Well, okay. So harder to kill one, it's, it, you know, I wanted to come up with something that would, would cause a pattern interrupt. So if you were a man over 50 and you're reading a LinkedIn feed or saw a newsletter and you saw harder to kill, it's going to either attract or repel you one of the, other, one of the two. And so really what, I mean, I can get into it harder to kill how I define it if you'd like. Um, so there's, there, I would say there's quantitative ways to define it and qualitative. Quantitative, we get guys that really realize there's no benefits to being weak and fat. And so the way we, we, we go about that is we measure body composition and we help reverse biological age and we do fitness testing. Those are some of the measurement things we do. Now we have a whole program that is designed to influence those outcomes. But then the other part of uh, becoming harder to kill is is quantitative. It's about reinvention, not retirement. I know you have a similar concept about repurposing. So I think we're on the same page as far as that goes. And then the other part is like doing things you're not supposed to be doing. And so, because especially when you get over 50, there's society has this sort of, uh, you know, you're out to pasture and take less risks. It's about scarcity and avoiding risk and don't run out of money. And, you know, avoid, avoid, avoid. And so we're all about the opposite of that. And um, and just really being a lifelong learner. So those are some of the concepts we really leverage as far as what does becoming harder to kill mean? Yeah, I love it. A couple of things. I, I love how you use the term reinvention. And when you and I just kind of chatted a couple of weeks ago before setting up this interview, uh, you used that verbiage and I knew that we were on the same space. I said, you know, we've kind of got a, we've kind of got a term that we you know, repurposed. Mm-hmm. And obviously the people listening to this podcast know about it because it's the name of the show. We've been, we've been preaching it for years, but um, just discuss that, that, that for a second. Um, what, what does that mean? What's that mean for you for in your, in your world with your work? Well, I think really what it does is it gets into mindset. And so um, I know we're not live on video, but this book, you know, Carol Dweck is the the godmother of mindset. She wrote a book called Mindset. She talks about fixed and growth mindset. Fixed mindset is about all your capabilities. They are what they are. They're not going to change. A growth mindset, you believe you're capable of change, learning new things. And so I think it starts there. And so believing that you can change. And so I kind of start with why can't the second half of life be the best half of life? Why does it have to be? pain and uh, avoiding risk and shutting down. It's like, no, let's do the opposite. It's the George Costanza, whatever's what you remember that episode with Jerry, where Jerry said, with everything you do doesn't work by doing the opposite, you will achieve success. And so we're doing, we're basically taking that approach from all the traditional things that you're supposed to be doing after 50. Yeah. Yeah. I I do want to start kind of getting into it because you're already just, you're you're already spinning the wheels for me on on questions. Uh, Mindset. That's what we kind of want to talk about here today. And just to tee people up, Ben Tages and I kind of uh, talked about that last week and we introduced this idea of, of your retirement mindset. Um, that might be a new term, uh, perhaps for some of our listeners, um, especially if you're kind of not in, in the personal growth area, if you're not used to reading books like that. I knew it was kind of new to me. This is, uh, I didn't grow up and in, in, in that space for, for many years of my life and my career. Let's just discuss that for a second. How would you define mindset? Yeah. So the way I look at mindset, I mean, I love Carol's definition of it. I think there are multiple ways to look at mindset. I kind of start with, I, I picture this fork in the road for everything in life. And you're either, there's choices, victor or victim, abundance or scarcity. Life happens to me 
or because of me. And I think once you start looking at it through that frame, that's where life changes. So I would say mindset is having an awareness of how you frame things and the stories you tell yourself. Definitely. You, you, you mentioned, you know, have being a lifelong learner, scarcity. These are all words that are, that are definitely kind of, I, I'm living them out in real time because there, there are some mindsets that I've shifted. And by the way, I'm, I'm not over 50, but close. My birthday is like in a month or so, and I'm almost 45. So I'm knocking on your door, Scott. Um, <laughs> but these are some new, new concepts for me because a lot of those stories, as John Acuff would say in his book, Soundtracks, there, there's these stories that we play and they have such a drastic effect on our on our everyday life. Where, in your opinion, where did they come from? I think I think it's uh, well. I think it's real life experiences, and it's what the world has been telling you. Uh, and and I think that relates to an age group when you're in your twenties, thirties, and forties. And it all depends on too the people you hang around with. The, crowd, the who's your the power of your posse. Uh, my friend John Puritz talks about that. You know, I call it the the brand of brothers. So who you hang around with? Uh, that's kind of the nurtured part. Uh, the nature part, um, I'm not sure how much that really enters into it, but I think um, that's really a big, huge part of it. And I think you, realizing that you get to make a choice on that, um, you, you get to choose how you respond to things. I mean, for me, it was I, the first time I came across this concept was Stephen Covey when he talked about stimulus and response. And in between that was choice. There's a pause. You don't just respond. You are making a choice whether you realize it or not. That's the first time I came across that whole concept of, so if I'm going to get ticked off about something, I'm making a choice whether I realize it or not. And if you can slow down that space, you can make better choices. And so that kind of leads into, I'm a big fan of Jocko Willick and extreme ownership. And he just talks about, hey, I don't care where the inputs come from. If they go into your life, you got to own it. So it doesn't matter if somebody cut you off in traffic or the boss uh, dealt you a bad hand or whatever. It's your life. You got to own it. And that goes back to my victim or victor. It's a decision you got to make. You know, it, I, I would, I would call that kind of the art of separation. And again, this is fairly, fairly new to me where uh, you have a stimulus, uh, kind of a stimulus or an input, like you said, mm-hmm. and then there's a reaction. There's a space in between there where you've got to um, intercede almost on your own behalf uh, where you can kind of separate um, the things that are going on. What I've heard, what the way I've heard it explained many times too, is like you've kind of got your old school reptilian brain. Like it's your brainstem. Mm-hmm. It's the fight or flight response. But human beings, this is what makes us different from other creatures is we have kind of a conscious brain. You know, we've got that frontal cortex and we have to, we have to learn to react from the frontal cortex, not from the reptilian brain, the fight or flight, the monkey brain, so to speak. And, uh, I, 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 again, I'm just kind of interjecting here on behalf of a lot of our listeners who tend to be from the faith-based um, camp, as I am, I, I, that you make people a little bit uncomfortable when you start talking about this, because uh-huh. it sounds just like a little bit uh, new agey or edgy in a lot of ways. But I would challenge you, you know, like, for example, the Bible says, take every thought captive. That doesn't mean control your thoughts. Like you can't, and I like to hear your opinion, opinion on this. I have learned that you really can't control your thoughts because if you could, you would never have a negative thought. That's, that's, that's mm-hmm. the case. You, you would just say like, oh, I'm just never going to have an angry thought. I'm never be bitter. I'm never going to be jealous. The truth is, is that those are going to come into play. Talk about your kind of how you navigate that in your mind and how you intercept some of those thoughts. perhaps. Yeah. Well, I, I'm, I'm glad you brought up the faith part. Um, something I recently that came into my world was um, we go to a church called Trinity here in Scottsdale and pastor Mark Driscoll talks about um, when you're in the fire, God's not punishing you. He's there with you. And so when you think about that, like, oh gosh, I'm not being punished. I'm just, this is just life trials, tribulations. And I get to choose, is this happening for me or to me? And a lot of times then the four becomes, is it happening because of me? And a lot of times that's, that's where it is. And so I, 
I, I'm with you, man. I think I think um, faith has a lot to do with it, and I think these things go back. None of this stuff's new. All these new age personal development things. Every one of these things is in the Bible if you know where to look. And yeah, so yeah. I think it comes down to get back. I go back to victim or victor, and um, I think God wants us to be a victor. We, we get to choose. It's, it's everything's a test, you know. And how do you how are you going to stand up to the test? Uh, you know, be renewed by uh, by the Spirit, renewing your mind. There, you know, there's another one. Um, be self controlled. Being have, having a sound mind. Um, those are all scriptures that come to mind uh, whenever I have this conversation with people. Uh, to remind them that man, that the, the truth is there. I think God understand. Understand. You know, for example, don't sin in your anger. Well, it doesn't say don't ever be angry. It says don't sin in your anger. Uh-huh. And if you've ever had children, for crying out loud, you you're you you've been tested certainly. Uh, in this in this regard, I know I have. Where you know there there's a you, know, you see your kids misbehaving or disobe uh, disobeying. And uh, your tendency is to want to get angry. And again, that's where uh, I have I've grown a lot in the space where again you get angry and you want to react. And it goes back to exactly what you said. You're, you're living in a reactive mode, not a uh, not a proactive mode, where you can now kind of grab a hold of those thoughts and then um, uh, you know react in a in a righteous way. What is your opinion? What's the difference between a mindset and a limiting belief? Are they the same? Different? Is one uh, an extension of the other? How would you how would you navigate that? Yeah, well, I think limiting beliefs, you know, that's that state of mind where you think there's an absolute truth and it stops you from doing things. It's just like it's fixed, you know, it ties into, uh, I think limiting beliefs and fixed mindset are very related hmm. versus if you have a growth mindset or you believe you're, you're pliable, you're able to change, you're able to grow and develop. Um, I, I think that helps you break through limiting beliefs or upper limit problems as uh, 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 I think it's Gay Hendricks talks about in his book, The Big Leap, which is excellent. Um so I, I think that, um, yeah, limiting beliefs, um, I'll give you an example. A lot of guys come into our program. We use the pull-up as kind of a proxy to break through to other things. And when you get a guy over 50, or I've got one guy who's 68, who's just crushing it. He's up to seven strict pull-ups. When he came in, he couldn't do one. And the, the mindset shift, once he proved to himself that he could do something, has opened up a whole new world for him beyond health. So I, I, you know, the physical fitness part is almost a gateway to the mental part. Go prove to yourself you can do something hard, and you'll start teaching yourself, like, what else have I been selling myself short on? Yeah. And so I think, I think um, and this can be baby steps, man. It can be like, uh, you know, I'm going to walk to the mailbox today, and tomorrow I'm going to walk to the mailbox and back twice. And, and you know, this whole crawl, walk, run, I think – Men, especially men, tend to be all or nothing. If I can't go out and run the marathon or bench my weight 10 times, I'm just not going to do it. And I think that's another limiting belief of just, hey, forget about those old things you used to do. Um, what do you, wh- where are you today? And let's start moving forward. And there's a book by, uh, I know you're a Benjamin Hardy fan, uh, The Gap and the Gain. And really the gap and the gain comes down to what are you measuring against? This idealistic thing that's out in the future that you probably ne- will never reach, that's the gap. Or the progress from where you started, which is the gain, and that's a, it's a game changer mindset for people as to how you view things. It's just another version of the victor victim yeah. for you or to you thing, but it, to me, it's been really helpful. We don't talk a lot about physical health on this particular show, but I am just a huge advocate and know exactly what you're talking about. Where um, you know when you can when you can make gains, so to speak, in your physical life, dude, that is so beneficial to your to your mental space. 
and you're in your headspace. Um, I'm te- my my 12 year old son comes and lifts with me nowadays, and it's so fun to watch him push himself. And I'm telling him like you are learning how to push through pain because a lot of people don't understand that they don't they can't do that. He's getting confidence. I mean, how many years ago did you think you could never run under a five minute mile? I mean, they just thought it was impossible. And then all of a sudden somebody did it and now everybody's doing it because what you, what, what you have unconsciously done is in your mind, you said, no, it is actually is possible. And uh, I, I, I want to hear more. What, what are some more of those limiting beliefs and, and those thoughts that, that people in, in that age bracket fight with? Hi, everyone. If you've been injured in an accident that was not your fault, listen up. We have legal professionals standing by to answer your questions for free. Call now and find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Call 800-494-8310. I'm here with spokesman John Wolfe. So, John, tell everyone listening who should call right now. Well, Maria, first off, thank you for having me here. It's always nice to answer the listeners' questions. Now, as far as who should call in, anyone who's been injured in an accident and think you deserve compensation, give us a call right now. 800-494-8310. You'll find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Thanks, John. You heard it, folks. Take advantage of this opportunity and call now. 800-494-8310. Advertisement sponsored by Legal Help Center may not be available in all states. Yeah, so I think I think um, another one is uh, I'm on three, four, or five medications. And my doctor told me I'm on these for these reasons, so, so I'm on them. And what we found, there's a huge correlation to body fat and what you weigh and your and what your health is. And so we've, I've got, gosh, at least 10 examples now of guys who have gone from, say, 25 to 35% body fat down to 15. And for people who don't understand that, it's basically you're, 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 you're back in fighting shape. You know, you, you get back and they eliminate almost all the need for medication. So if you go from pre, type 2 diabetes or pre-diabetic, all your, your measurements on those areas go back to normal. Um, you can get off high blood pressure medication. Um, you may not need a, a, a statin. And so those are those things where challenging what you've been told by some established figure, that's one of the things I, I mean, I really emphasize in our group is who says that's true and challenging that assumption. Who says, like in your world, who says you have to stick to a 4% assumed rate of return for the rest of your life and be super safe? I mean, you can do that, but who, who says, show me why that's the only option out there. Um, and who says you need to quit working? What if you found purpose in something else and decided to, why can't you start a side gig as a 65? That's not just for kids. Um, I started this at age 56. I'll I'll be 59, uh, in three months. Um, I'm not retire. I mean, come on. I mean, so these are those limiting beliefs we get into. So health, another one, um, um, I haven't weighed that much since high school. To which I respond, wow, that's super interesting, has completely no relevance to what we're talking about. What does a, what does a 60-year-old guy have in common with an 18-year-old guy? Right. So, And then I've got three guys who, <laughs> there they are. They're at that high school weight. Uh, but the thing is, they're stronger than they were physically mm-hmm. and mentally. And so there's a lot of things. And, and before I forget, um, can, I, can I make a plug for a 71-year-old guy? Absolutely. Okay. So everybody, um, get out your, your notebooks. Write down the name Richard Hamilton Owens. 71-year-old guy, former special forces, former pastor, planted a church in Reno, you know, where, where uh, nobody moves to Reno or Las Vegas to start going to church. And uh, he grew that church to over 3,000 people. And now he, um, he was on our show yesterday, or our, our internal um, and, uh, monthly meeting, 
And so he, uh, somebody asked him, like, what's your why? And why do you do all these hard things? For example, he did the seven, 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 seven marathons in seven days on seven continents in his 60s, I think it was. So he, this guy does, you know, he doesn't just go run a marathon. Let's run seven of them seven days in a row. And he said, I need to do things that are, are, uh, that are extreme so that guys realize I'm relevant and they listen to me because otherwise I can't, I can't send them my message about turning their life around. And so he really impacted a lot of our guys with his why. And so I'd say for anybody listening who's in that pre-retirement, retirement mode, find a model who you admire. And I think that's one of the biggest things we do is in, in, our, in our future self work is if you, don't, if you can't create a future self, find someone else and start modeling them and you'll break through a lot of limiting beliefs. That doesn't mean you have to do the 777. Right. What's your version of that? Your version might be running a 3K or walking for 10,000 steps in a day. I mean, it, it's all relative. But aiming for something and having a goal and shooting for it and achieving it is it's a it's a drug in a in a good way. I, I want to get to how we how we move past these, but really quick, you know, again, you said, you know, when I turn 65, I'm just gonna stop working and I just I have to retire. And and again, those are social constructs. They may uh-huh. be somebody said this thing, it might be a doctor, it might be a family member, it might be somebody way back in your past made a statement uh and 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 said something that got locked into your brain and now you've got a a program that's running that's not uh based in truth or abundance or what whatever you call it you know before we get before we get into like how we fix it here because we've only got about 4 minutes left uh where where else do these things come from well i think a lot of it's just um that you reinforce them yourself so somebody somebody plays this story in your head and you keep playing it back and the you can do your own pattern interrupt and I, I think the best way to do a pattern interrupt for yourself is start one, realize it's there Two, do some of the things James Clear talks about. He talks about doing an identity shift. And the way you do an identity shift is you define what identity you want and you start doing the things that that person does. And that will get you out. So if I'm like, oh, I'm not really good at math. Well, if one, start telling you yourself, I'm actually pretty good at math. And then start doing some things that reinforce that. Um, like for example, I, I do this all the time and I'm kind of a numbers guy, but when I check out at the grocery store, I will try to add up everything as it goes by and see how close I get to the total. And right. it's, it's, it's one of those, like, there's no risk. Nobody's judging me. I don't have to be right, but find something you want to get better. Just tell yourself a different story and then just basically keep doing it. And it's, it's funny. Like I never used to be good at pull-ups either. I was that guy, like in, you know, when we did those presidential fitness tests back in school, if I got to seven as a ninth grader, I'd be like, you know, high five. And well, I recently did 15 at age 58 strict. And so it's like, and I shouldn't be able to do that. Yeah. And so, and I'm no genetic freak. I've just told myself I'm good at pull-ups. <laughs> I just kept doing them. And so I think that's, to me, that's the name of the game is flip it around and just start doing it. One of the, one of the big limiting beliefs we see with retirees that we work with is that the best is over. It's time for the younger generation. I don't have any more to offer. What's, what is something that people can do to kind of overcome that, that soundtrack? Well, one, I would just, um, I would just completely disregard it. I think it's total B first. It's just BS. Just take it for what it is and then start hanging out with people who don't think that way. <laughs> that's, I think the biggest thing. That's what I love about Arjun Alpha is I got 40 something guys over 50 who are all doing things they shouldn't be doing. And when you start doing that and people start asking you, like, what are you doing? That gives you your chance not to defend what you're doing, but to represent what you're doing. And so uh, it's, it's, it's super, it's super contagious because again, you're, you're basically are, you, you are a representation of the people that you hang out with and you've seen that work in your life and and, in your clients' lives as well. hundred percent, hundred percent. So if you're, if you're telling, if you're hearing, if you're hanging around a bunch of people and they're saying those kinds of things, I'm not saying go, uh, 
get rid of all your friends, but start finding people who think like you. And like, so Robert Hamilton Owens, he says, I only hang out with guys who are 35 to 65. He goes, nobody my age is like me. Mm -hmm. And so that might be extreme for some people, but I hear exactly what he's saying is you want people to build you up, not tear you down. And um, the world is tilted towards that scarcity. Your time's over, step aside. And I just look at it and go, I'm not competing with the young guys, but I'm not going to slow down either. Um, so, yeah, I, I've even taken it so far as to say, if you if you don't make it your duty to get rid of some of those false uh, programs that are playing, you're not paying due homage to your creator. He's created right. you with something inside of you. It's your ju- job and duty to get that out and to live that out. And, and what you're saying is 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 exactly in with that. I, well, and I think go one, ahead, one, one, one last question for yeah. your audience. Ask yourself what needs to be true for this to happen. You just reframe the question a little bit. Like what needs to be true to be relevant, to uh, get in better shape and just start walking through that process versus coming up with all the reasons it's not true. Yeah. What needs to be true? And that might be a way to start off to get people have the dominoes start falling the right direction. Yeah, absolutely. And, I, and I've seen it in my own life. Once, once you start shedding those old mindsets, they come off fast and life starts looking a lot differently and you feel that traction um, come into play. And it's, it's, it's really, really exhilarating. I hate to do this to you. We're out of time already. Before I let you go, what, what, what are some places or the place that people can find more about you and uh, your organization? So you can go to argentalpha.com, A-R-G-E-N-T alpha.com. And then I post every day on LinkedIn. Um, it's pretty much a troll-free environment. It's, one, I think, the best social media platform to learn. Right now, it's not about finding a job or circulating your CV. Those are, that's the old LinkedIn. So uh, you can find me on there, too. Awesome. Scott Jagosinski, thank you so much for joining me today. And it was great to reconnect with you. All the best with your work that you're doing. We, we, we commend you and uh, keep up the great work. Thanks. And I, lo- I love your podcast too. I just listened to the mindset one and it was, uh, it was definitely top shelf. So thanks for putting this out. Yeah, you bet. Well, I sure hope you enjoyed this conversation with special guest, Scott Jagosinski. If you'd like to contact us or have more information, just reach out to us at our website, retirerepurposed.com. Until next time, I'm Jared Sebesta. Remember, don't retire, become repurposed. We'll see you then. Securities offered through Avantax Investment Services, member FINRA, SIPC. Investment advisory services offered through Avantax Advisory Services. Insurance services offered through an Avantax-affiliated insurance agency. Hi, I'm Lori LeBay, and I wanted to tell you about Alzheimer's Speaks, which is another great podcast. You see, my own mother lived with dementia for 30 years, and I felt lost. Did you know every three seconds someone in the world is being diagnosed with dementia? Odds are it's going to hit your families too. We want to help you connect to services, products, tools, research, and stories so you can be prepared. Please subscribe to Alzheimer's Speaks on your favorite podcast platform.